welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. With the country still reeling from the pandemic, now is the time to support the artists in need who are suddenly out of work. If you have any dollars to spare, send your favorite artist or podcast host a tip on Venmo and say, thinking of you. I've been lucky to feature so many incredible artists, so start from there. We could all use a little help. Karma comes back to you. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Slay her name, slay her name. It's DC's own party queen, KC Beyonce. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm hanging in there. It's the end of summer already, which went really fast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> for, for, for doing absolutely nothing, it went pretty damn fast. Absolutely. I'm, it's, I still, still can't believe um, <laughs> it's almost fall. Yeah, I mean, the weather is already turning to be a lot chillier and cooler and get ready for fall. Hopefully it'll be a... Something exciting will happen, I'm sure. <laughs> exciting or scary? <laughs> well, we will see. Oh my gosh. I, I'm very excited to chat with you and learn all about you because there, there was a possibility when I was in D.C. last Pride that we were going to try to uh, do an interview. didn't pan out because everyone's busy and everything, but so I'm really excited to learn all about you. I'm an open book. Ask me anything. Well, let, let's start from the beginning. I always ask my guests, where are you from? I am from Northern Virginia, Woodbridge, Virginia. That's where I kind of grew up. Um, yeah, we, we, my dad was in the Air Force, so we lived in Colorado for a little while. Cool. And then moved back to the area. So, But I've been in the Virginia, D.C. area most of my life. Nice. Um, what was it like growing up in Northern Virginia? What were you like as a child? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I was a, a little bit of a goody-goody. I, mm-hmm. I got good grades and I did, you know, like sports and act- extracurricular activities like um, chorus and all kinds of different things. I luckily grew up in like a nice suburban area. So um, I got to do a lot of things and experience. I didn't have that many hardships, I guess, growing up, but except for coming to terms of being gay. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's a thing for everybody. But um, I was lucky enough to grow up in a really good neighborhood. And um, I went to Virginia Tech and, you know, lived that whole college life and everything like that. So yeah. What did you study at Virginia Tech? I studied journalism and English. I was okay. Yeah, I wanted to be a reporter originally. I, I, went, I could see that. Yeah, I totally did. And then um, when I left school, I realized that D.C. is like one of the most competitive markets in the world. Everyone wants to work here. Absolutely. And I did not want to move to the middle of nowhere to be a reporter in, you know, some random city. So I kind of switched gears and went into the fashion world. Mm-hmm. So. Was there some uh, an, a particular focus in uh, journalism that you wanted to focus on, like politics or entertainment or... Whatever music, came. Music and entertainment. Music and nice. entertainment. I was, I was a features editor of the Collegiate Times newspaper, which was Virginia Tech's student newspaper. And I, it was cool because it was a big enough school where we had like different kinds of um, music 
uh, coming through. We're doing concerts. We have comedians. I actually got to interview Dave Chappelle before. Dave oh, Chappelle, awesome! You know, got super huge. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, my and I did a lot of human interest stories, and I would focus on. Um, I did stories about LGBTQ kind of things going on in um, in I mean in a college environment. So that was also a good way to get start into like that kind of world, right? Yeah, yeah human interest has always been something that um, interests me. Nice. So when when did drag enter your life? Well, later, not until after I got after I graduated from college and I came back to DC. And um, I don't know, I just kind of, honestly, I was just kind of a Halloween kind of girl. I would do it, I would dress up for Halloween or for, in DC we have this thing called a high heel race, where mm. basically you would get in drag and run down the block basically, <laughs> but the big thing in the whole city would come out and watch it. Um, so those, that's where I really kind of got started. And um, I kind of got pushed into doing a, like a costume contest. Okay. And uh, I actually came in second place. So Congratulations. it was not my first time ever in track. So I was like, okay. But it wasn't until later when um, I did the Pride Parade a couple years ago, I think 2016 or 2017. And um, I did the lemonade, like the yellow dress mm -hmm. from the Hold Up video. And I got a lot of positive feedback. And then all of a sudden people wanted to kind of start booking me to do stuff. So I was like, yeah, why not? Let's, let's give this a try. Now, you said you had done chorus in uh, school. What is your performance background? Because you were a very good entertainer. Honestly, I, I've, I've just always been one of those kids who likes to dance from the TV and uh -huh. learn choreography to music videos and stuff like that. So that's about it. I was never like a trained dancer or anything like that. I did chorus in high school, but I was never really into like performing arts much. Mm -hmm. I'm, I like to be kind of behind the scenes, but I love to dance and I like to, um, I'm obviously not that very shy on stage, nope. <laughs> which I realized later <laughs> in life. I, um, so yeah, no training really, just kind of, well, MTV kind of trained me. Nice. That's a, that's a, good, that's a good teacher. <laughs> yeah. How would you describe Casey Beyonce in three words? Oh, man. Um, can I say classy, bougie, ratchet? Or Absolutely. <laughs> Love that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what is the origin of your drag name? How did it come to be? Honestly, it's a kind of a funny thing. I Everyone just called me Beyonce back in the day when I was just, because I loved Destiny's Child. I loved like Beyonce when she first came out and I would be, when the song came on, I would just go crazy and yeah. just start going crazy. But um, I was doing that costume contest and the person was kind of like, what's your name? And I was like, Casey. And they're like, okay, what's your costume? And they're like, Beyonce. And I was, so when they announced me, they were like, Casey Beyonce. And then I was like, oh, I guess that kind of works. That works. And then I just changed it to Casey, the letter B, Beyonce, so. Nice, that, that's a good out. story. Yeah. <laughs> How long does it take to get into drag for you nowadays? Uh, nowadays, honestly, I'd like to give myself at least two hours from mm -hmm. start to finish. Um, if I'm in a rush, I can do faster, but I think to get it all on nails and everything, I need at least two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any traditions that you like to have while you get ready? Um, depending on the show or depending on what it is, I usually will like 
listen to whatever artist I'm performing, I'll listen to that whole album or whatever and get into their kind of that psyche. Or I'll, um, if it's a song I don't know all the words to, I basically listen to it on repeat until yeah. while I'm doing my makeup. So I make sure I don't mess up on stage. So that's pretty much it. I, I always have music on though. I can't be silent. I need to be like on a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any favorite makeup products that you use? Or any secrets that you want to tell the kids? Um, honestly, okay, so a couple of foundations will always help you out. Like I always do, I use like the cream stick, like black opal. They're like super inexpensive mm -hmm. and they are full coverage and last all day. And then I would say I love like the Alyssa Edwards Anastasia. Yeah palette is one of my go-tos for some reason i can if i don't have anything else with me i'll be fine with that palette and i can get my whole face done yeah it's got some good colors in it yeah and it's like you know mix and match and um hourglass setting powder will save your day honestly <laughs> all right <laughs> it's it's just like very finely meld and no matter how like crazy or quickly you had to get ready that kind of will smooth everything out for you absolutely so those are my go-to's do you remember what your first gig in the first performance or song was that you performed yeah it was um i got booked to do my first real gig was uh i got booked to do a birthday party in baltimore oddly enough and it was at this club i think it was hippo and it, i did crazy in love naturally <laughs> Yeah, and it, it went really well. I, I'm like, it's like one of those moments you're like, oh, well, I guess I can do this, so. Nice, who were some of the first people that helped you out in your drag journey? Um, well, okay, so my friend Brad, his name is, drag name is Deja Vu. He's the first person to put me in drag. Mm -hmm. And he lives in Richmond now. And then in DC, it was Banaka. She, um, we always like, she, interacted we were always at the same venues together she was a queen at town and i was like always there i lived there basically and she when i first started getting like bookings i would ask her advice i asked her to help me learn how to do my makeup so she really took me under her wing and then also christina kelly in mm -hmm. dc is another huge one she helped me like you know just book me for shows and encouraged me to keep um keep going nice yeah how would you describe the DC drag scene? Oh, because mm, every city's different. It is different. It's growing. It's getting more eclectic. Um, I would say I feel like it's going through a kind of a renaissance. Maybe it's it's. It used to be very specific drag, the same queens kind of doing the same shows, mm -hmm. and I feel like in the past at least five years or so, that it's definitely expanding to be more inclusive of everybody. Um, there's a lot more kings out there. There's a lot more androgynous queens who aren't necessarily a glamour girl or aren't necessarily sure. an alternative queen. There's a lot of in-between, which I think is really great for the scene. Um, yeah, I would say it's kind of going through a phase where it's being more accepting of everyone. There's no um, specific style of drag anymore yeah. where it used to be very specific now when it comes to an, an audience are they there for like a straight song or they do they like mixes what what do the what does an audience want from a dc drag performer you know what it could be 
I think they just want to be engaged and entertained. Because um, we do, they do, of course, love a kick and a thrill and a stunt, yeah. but also a, a, a queen that can come out and deliver a ballad and just really connects to the audience yeah. also will get a big response. Um, DC loves like throwback jams, definitely. <laughs> we love like a good hip hop number. So it, it honestly depends venue to venue. It could be very different. In, yeah. Depending on which venue you are. But Absolutely. I DC is very like, they want a real performance. They can tell if they can it. So you gotta <laughs> give them real emotion. Nice. So is there a DC drag performer that you've yet to work with that is on your wish list? Hmm. Honestly, I think I work with, I pretty much perform with everybody. As I'm trying to think. There is a, a Baltimore queen who I plan to work with, mm-hmm. um, Baby. She's incredible. And we, I plan, we are planning on doing something together. So I've been trying to work with her. But I have been lucky enough to pretty much work with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are the host of Slay My Name at Trade. So mm-hmm. what is the origin of the show? How did the show come to be? Um, I basically wanted to try something different and just try something um, where it's a little bit more collaborative. Mm-hmm. So I like to perform with another person kind of and play off of them. So um, basically I just went to the owner, the manager at Trade and was like, I really, I'm interested in doing something, trying something where I engage with another, like I'll have another performer on stage with me or multiple We'll do something collaborative, but they can also do their solo performances. And I went to bring people out of the audience up on stage to to like do, you know, I had the high hill limbo contest, and like <laughs> also I had like two. Um, I would just give them a wig and give them some heels and have two people lip sync their life at the end of the show. So I wanted to just make it a little bit more um, like if you've never done drag before and you've all been dying to try on heels or dying to like get on stage i'll give people a chance to do that you know and something i would have loved to do when i was younger yeah. so that was kind of my idea behind it and i think it's i mean obviously this year we've had to kind of stop the live shows right. but for for the year and a half or so that it was going it was going really well and being really well received so and yeah. you had done a virtual edition yeah yeah and I'm working on another one, actually, now. Oh, nice. Yeah. What What is... You have done a couple of virtual um, events over this quarantine. Mm-hmm. What are the, some of the difficulties for you as an artist um, going from doing a live performance with an audience right there to doing a virtual show? Well, I mean, first and foremost is crowd interaction. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's really hard to gauge if people liked your number or not from, <laughs> from, right. your, from your living room. So... Um, I definitely miss that. And, you know, just feeding off the energy of the crowd, that's a big thing. Um, and then just honestly, just being around other performers and entertainers and things like that. So it's it's been tough and that's why I haven't done another one in a while, just because I just wanted to be really, really impactful. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out ways to make it so, um, that there's a message behind it or that it's attached to like a charity or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm working on going forward. Cause if in DC right now, there's, we're still not allowed to have live performances right. or, or have like even DJs at the bar. So um, just trying to figure out a way to get, cause I know we're all kind of having that Zoom fatigue. Everybody's 
been doing virtual stuff, stuff like that. So I'm just trying to make sure that the next one I put out is super important and impactful and it's just really good. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I'm excited. You'll have to keep us all posted. September. Next one. Awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're going to play our first game. It's called This or That. I'm going to okay. give you two options and you're going to pick the one you prefer. Okay. All right. Coffee or tea? Tea. <laughs> Pool or beach? I like both, but I'm a be- I love the beach. All right, yeah. yeah, beach is fun. I I was at Fire Island for the first time last week, and I am still peeling. Oh my god, I love. Well, I haven't been to Fire Island in a long time, but I, I love that. It's a really chill beach. I love oh, that. it's gorgeous. Yeah, crazy or weird? Hmm. You know, weird. I think because crazy could go a lot of different ways. <laughs> yeah. I can handle weird, but you don't know if you can handle crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Video games or board games? Uh. Hmm. Probably, I'm old school. I like a board game. I like a yeah. card game. Nice. Deaf or blind? Ooh. I would say, oh gosh, that's hard because I love music, but I also, I'm a visual person too. Oh, that's, can I just be not smell anything? Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Dogs. Looks or personality? Uh, personality. Mm-hmm. Love or money? Hmm. Uh, honestly, love. Because most people who have a lot of money are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Drag Race UK or Canada's Drag Race? Oh. Uh, you know what? I'm actually, I just, I'm, I'm just watched Canada's Drag Race last night. I'm, I'm all caught up now. And I don't know how I'm feeling about the judging on this one. It's something. I'm a little bit like, huh. Some of the winners, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like the UK one was, you was so very good. clear, like who was winning or like, you know, yeah. the choices. This one, I'm, it's a little ambiguous. So I'm going to have to go with UK. Yeah. And finally, Kelly or Michelle? <laughs> I love them both. You can't make me pick between my <laughs> girls. Um, but obviously, I mean, everyone loves Kelly Rowland. She's just yeah. like OG. I love her on her own. But I also, I got lots of love for Michelle too. Absolutely. She did Broadway. Yeah. And she did The Mass Singer. She did. She, she <laughs> did. You know what? She went out too early. That She should have went a little longer. She did a good harder. job. She did, she did well. I immediately knew it was her though. Oh, fully. Oh, actually, yeah. that voice is so, voice is so unique. Distinct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about Dragon Performance a little bit. What okay. is your signature number, if you have one? And how did it become your signature number? Um, hmm. You know, it's odd. I mean, we already said it. Crazy in Love is one that I can kind of go back to. And I can always turn it out. Like, in different versions of it, remixes of it, the homecoming version of it. Uh-huh. Done. So it's, a, it's one of my go-to numbers just because, like, I always get a good feel of um, a feeling from performing it. People love that song, and I—it's one of my favorite Beyonce songs. Well, yeah, so. it's a classic. It, it's a classic, and if you give me a walkway, I can work it out. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you find your inspiration for selecting your numbers? Um, honestly, well, I mean, I DJ also, so I like to 
I like to do, like when I was doing a lot more brunches and things like that, I would always do a, a Beyonce number, but then I also try to do something that's current. So like, mm -hmm. I love Doja Cat, I love Kim Petras. Um, I love like just a lot of whatever's like Gaga, obviously, poppy, uh, dancing numbers, I'm really mm -hmm. into. Somebody's gonna get the crowd up and moving. I love Lizzo as well, yeah. so Lizzo numbers. Usually artists who are have like something fun to say, something empowering to say. It's not just kind of, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Now, when you DJ, is there a, a song that gets requested all the time that you wish people would stop requesting? Um, honestly, a lot of City Girls. Everyone wanted City Girls for a while. Or like, um, what was that one song? My type, sweetie, <laughs> which I love that song, but I, after a while, I was like, okay, guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and as, as um, a drag performer, is there a song that people would request you to do that you're like, no, it's not me, I'm not doing it? Uh, a lot of people would ask me to do Whitney, which I've done Whitney before, mm -hmm. but I'm more of like a, I like to dance and move around, and Whitney's not a big dancer, so. No. Um, I would say that, but it's not that I wouldn't do it, but it's just like, I know my comfort zone. Sure. Yeah. So you are one of the many drag ambassadors this year for a drag out the vote. Yes. Why is this important to you in this election cycle? Um, well, I mean, it's so important just because so many, um, LGBTQIA plus people don't feel like their vote counts or don't didn't vote in the last election or aren't even registered to vote just because right. of various reasons. Um, and I just thought it was really important to make sure that um, we're showing that it's cool. First of all, it's important. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it is absolutely necessary to have your voice heard. And if you want things to change, you know, you've got to be actively a part changing it. So I just thought it was really important because like, the more people who talk about it, the more you see it in your Instagram feeds, you see it on Facebook, sure. the more you see it, the more likely you are to um, listen to it, engage and sink it in, that it is really important. So that's why I wanted to be a part of it. How, how did you get involved? Um, well, I mean, basically I saw it on Instagram and I just sent them a message. <laughs> it's <was laughs> like, how do I sign up? And then they sent me a link to the website and I went through the same process as everyone else. I just went through and um, applied and sent them, you know, exactly kind of what I told you, why I wanted to be a part of it. And they selected me. Yeah, because it's, it's a very big, nice, fun roster of artists from yeah. all over the country. Yeah. How can the listeners get out there and make their voice heard this year? Um, well, First and foremost, register to vote. Make sure that you're registered to vote. And um, actually sign up. There's there's links on that website, but even on Instagram, if you go to that little thing that says register to vote in your Instagram stories, you click on it, it takes you right there. So there's so many resources. Share them with your followers and share them with your friends and talk about it. Come up with, um, you know, let's go vote together. Things like yeah. that. Just figure out ways to just um, keep it going because it's so important. Another thing, another organization I'm working with is Power the Polls, okay. which um, re is recruiting people to go work as poll workers. And um, I'm, I'm working with them because 
basically we, there's so many people who are over the age of 60 who usually work at polling locations. And now with COVID, they're le a lot less likely to do that. Right. So we're trying to encourage younger people um, to get out there and work at the polling locations so to make sure that our votes are counted and that there's not huge lines at the polling locations that people are able to get in that quickly. Sure. And um, just so we're not having another, any more shenanigans, we wanna make sure that we're protecting the vote this year because it's such an important election. Absolutely. How, did you consider yourself a political queen prior to getting involved in these organizations? Honestly, not really. I mean, I, it's, it's since quarantine and just, just really having to really face the reality of what's going on yeah. in the world. Um, I, I was like, you know, I, I need to do something, you know, it's, uh, it's one thing to be like, oh, to repost something every now and again, or to like post sure. a graphic on your Instagram, but it's another thing to actually, you know, get out there and do the work and right. um, get involved as any way you can. So that's what really inspired me was like, I can't just sit around and you know, reshare things. I want to actually make a difference. So I love that. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have have this newfound sense of political drive because we just need to bring immediate change to our country to make it better and survivable for everybody. Yeah. And it's like, we, sh we shouldn't have to choose between like, you know, <laughs> having rights or like, you know, it shouldn't be where it is right now. Exactly. So we, and the more people who speak out about how absurd things are being handled through, uh, through the current administration, I feel like um, the more people will listen and have feel empowered to get up and say something to the people around them or yeah. to actually get up and do something. So we have to just keep going. Yeah. We're going to play the fan favorite game on the podcast called Tea Time. Okay. I'm going to give you some names of some of your friends, sisters, colleagues, people you share a stage with, and you're going to spill some tea on your on them. Whether it's a good story, a funny story, I mean, whatever you want to say, it's up to you. Okay. All right, we're going to start off with my favorite, Rigatoni. Rigatoni Braxton. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love Rigatoni. We worked together a few times. I, she did my Slay My Name show. Um, Rigatoni is crazy as a boy. <laughs> <laughs> We had a fun, uh, we had a really fun St. Patrick's Day one year. We just ended up getting very, very wasted and going bouncing around to all these different bars. At one point there was a bag player, a bagpipe player, and on top of the <laughs> bar, and he was like voguing to Stevie Nicks. So yeah, we've had some very random, interesting times. I love nice, that. I love that. Love a little Brigatoni moment. <laughs> yeah. Next is Ruth Allen Ginsberg. Uh, Ruth is another, I find him so funny, her so funny. Um, let's see. I think the first time I saw him was out of Jack, but he was doing this two Bio Spears yeah. podcast thing and I found him very funny and he's just very dry sense of humor. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I had him do, we did a fundraiser together recently and right. I liked his um, take on the quarantine like video shoot and he's really funny with like doing voiceovers and stuff like that and is in incorporating his performances so i really like that yeah yeah next is geneva confection another hysterical insane performer friend i 
I think Geneva is really underestimated. I think um, she's going to like be one of the be very, yeah. uh, better well-known queens because um, she's just so original. Absolutely. And, and a really good makeup artist, like really, really amazing makeup artist. So I, I love to see what she's going to do because it's usually hysterical and out there. And that's what we need more of. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes almost falling off of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Next we have Ricky Rose. Ricky Rose, the king. Um, he is spicy. <laughs> That's another activist, activist and like just badass. So I like Ricky. I want to work. I want to do something with him coming up. Actually, um, I have that in my to-do list. Yeah, people to work with. But uh, yeah, she really he stands up for what he believes in, mm -hmm. and it's very vocal and one of the, the better, one of the queens that I first saw and was like oh wow you know as a, a drag king performer that i was like taking it back but i was like really wild yeah next we have desiree dick yeah bitch <laughs> <laughs> how can you not like desiree she's just insane absolutely um, so kooky so sometimes i'm just like what are you doing girl but i i am always engaged by it i'm always into it and i'm always here for it yeah and that's another one. You have no idea who are you going to get or what you're going to get when you're in the show with them or if you book them. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we did this charity event. I hosted it for Casa Ruby and I, I asked her to be in the show. And she did this crazy performance of, um, was it 10,000 Miles? Making my way downtown, that song. Yeah, yeah. But she was like, awesome. a, she was like a, a zombie or something and <laughs> eating somebody. It was really, really, I never thought I would ever see it in the Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Bombalicious. Bomba. I like that bitch. She is like just the glamour girl. She, yeah. gets, she is her her looks are always on point. Her hair is always on point. Makeup's always on point. So we keep we get booked together for a lot of just random events where it's just the two of us. Okay. So that that's been cool getting to know her and just um her drive is there. Yeah. And um yeah, she's like one of those. She's she's never not gonna be flawless. Yeah, she she's a drag con queen. Oh yeah, and shows up yeah. to drag con every day in a different look, and you're like, how right. and why? And some of the looks are better than the queens who are being, you know, who are like have been on the show. It's like, true. I'm like keep doing your and thing. and and the fact that she uses um, uh, designers of her culture is mm -hmm. also incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to raid her closet. <laughs> yeah. Next is LaBella. LaBella is, oh, she is just a working ass girl. Like she, if you ever need a queen, especially even last minute, that she'll be ready to mm -hmm. go, ready to slay it. Um, another queen who I've booked, or I've worked with many times and also had do my show several times, um, LaBella, cause she is just, will give you a hundred percent. And is just a show girl through and yeah. through. So yeah. Next, we have Crystal Edge. Crystal, she, uh, I love, I love Crystal too, man. See, I don't have any tea. I don't have any bad tea on anybody. I like everybody. <laughs> That's uh, okay. I like Crystal a lot because, again, her makeup is always stunning, and she is shows up. She's ready to perform. She's one of the girls who like 
when quarantine happened, didn't stop working. She just kept going and I love that. Um, she just was like, I'm gonna do a whole Dua Lipa show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just do it like, I, I appreciate people who just don't stop and just keep it going, like, no matter, you know, what's going yeah. on. So I appreciate it for that. Next is Banaka. Oh, Banaka, that's my girl. I have just been so, I have just been like, I've been FaceTiming with her a lot because she's been, I feel that those don't know, she's been in the hospital since before right. quarantine happened and she's recovering well, but it's, it was a really, it was a, a scare for a lot, a wake up call for a lot of us to, you know, how quickly life can change and right. how important it is to just like live your life and just be in the moment and be present. So um, I'm just rooting for her. I'm just so, I'm proud of how far she's come in this time. And I wish we could go visit, but obviously since right. we can't. So I'm just sending her all the love and support in the world. I'm just ready for her to get better and get back out there. Cause um, we do miss her. Yeah. Next is Christina Kelly. An icon, obviously she's been in the game for longer than most of these kids have been alive, killing it. Um, I, it's so, T for the Christina, I used to think she did not like me. <laughs> and I, it took me working with her a few times to realize that now she's just, that's just who, that she's just <laughs> her until you get to know her. And I could not have been more wrong. She's been always very supportive and really super sweet to me and helped me, you know, just let me know that, you know, I have a, a gift and to keep doing it. So I appreciate her. And we need more queens in around who are willing to grow and change mm -hmm. and listen to, you know, the younger generations of kids and also be able to stay on your ground and, you know, know who you are and love yourself. And I think that's why she's got such a huge following and why yeah. everyone's so happy with to see how far she's come with her like journey um, weight and everything like that. She's looking absolutely stunning. And I just love to see um, that she's still going. Yeah. You know, she's still out there just killing it. Next is Anna Latour. Anna Latour, my sister. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's just a badass. Um, I'm proud of how far she's come, honestly. Like coming from, um, the uh shit the, name is. <laughs> the other show at trade um she's like one of the breakouts to me because she can do just about anything and she had her she has like just a different point of view she's like a rock and roll queen but yeah. she can also do pop and she can you know do everything i like that she can flip genres and um do it seamlessly and i want to see her performing more i haven't seen much of her this this year yeah. So I would definitely want to see more of her. And finally, I have to ask, Blair St. Clair. My sis. Uh, I mean, obviously I work with her and I am just so proud of her. Um, we're bummed out, obviously, that her season of All Stars aired during, you know, quarantine. So we couldn't even <sighs> yeah. go out and support like, Y'all don't even know, we spent all of 2019, not all, but like the summer of 2019, just prepping for All Stars, getting all the looks ready, going to DragCon, meeting designers in LA, meeting designers in New York right afterwards, like running around, getting her ready for it. So I know how much work she put into yeah. it. And I just felt so sad that she didn't get to like, we were supposed to go out and tour and go visit different cities and yeah. viewing parties. And it all kind of got canceled, but I will say that she definitely showed that she is an all-star she made absolutely 
before and did such an incredible job. So I have nothing but, you know, love and praise for her. Yeah. So I just, I'm just like trying to encourage her to keep going and just keep slaying it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, it's hard when, you know, your whole season has come and gone and you didn't get to really do much. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope there is a time that um, the, the cast of season 12 and All-Stars 5 yeah. get to have their moment. But I mean, yeah. let's be real. The, the tea's out there. They, they're filming season 13 and All-Star 6 already. Right? Like, It's how? just like, give us a little bit of break and let, let the artists have their moment. Yeah. But, and then how are they even doing that? Because you can still film in LA that you have to quarantine for two weeks and then you go film. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. See, I, yeah. Girl, so let's just hope the fans, the, the fans will still be there. Absolutely. They're, they're, they're never leaving. So let's just hope that we can have get togethers again soon. Yeah. Why drag now? Um, why drag now? I just think we all need some kind of light in our lives and some kind of fun and break from the news and all the yeah. things that's going on. Like we know the world is kind of, you know, falling apart right now. Just a little so bit. You, the Queens give us entertainment and give us, you know, something to get away from the everyday or the that's just walking us down or they help you process it and you know give you a channel to like you know to release some of that anger or to like share your point of view you yeah. know there are queens who are doing more political um shows or doing um performances based off of like black lives matter or different uh things that are going on in the world which i think queens have always done but now that you have people who are seeing able to see it not just in um, a performance venue, but online as well. They're able to appeal to a, a wider variety of people. Yeah. So, I mean, the reason why I didn't stop and why I'm still going is because I feel like um, people need it. And I know the people who have reached out to me and been thankful that I've kept doing shows and stuff have always or have been saying that, um, you know, they look forward to the local queen shows. They look forward to seeing what the girls are doing and seeing that they're still working. So. Yeah. It's not just for selfish reasons. You are, as a performer, you are helping other people whether you realize it or not. Yeah. How important is social media in the drag scene today? Very. It's, I mean, it's extremely important. Um, and there are days where I don't want to be on there. I don't want to post anything. Yeah. And you don't have to, obviously. You know, you could just use it for business. You don't have to use it for social, you know, justice or anything like that right. as well. It should be kind of an escape. But I think it's important just to make sure your name stays out there and that to show where you're at, kind of. And even if you're just using it to do makeup tutorials or whatever, it didn't have to be a political thing. But just keep yourself out there and you're growing your fan base with it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it should be everything. You know, there are people who aren't using their platform for the best reasons or who are just, you know, it's it is what it is, but yeah. I think it's important to have some kind of some kind of platform and Absolutely. to let your fans know that you're, you know, you're working on it, you're growing. I sh I look at mine. I look back at my old photos and I'm like cringe and I'm like, <laughs> girl, what are you doing? You know. But I like to see the growth. Yeah, it's right. a journey. Yeah. So share it with the world. Yeah. What do you do in your time off? What are your, what are some of your hobbies? Um. Well, obviously, I, I mean, I like to listen to music. I love, I've, I miss DJing. I miss making mixes and stuff like that. Um, I'm also 
an avid pool goer. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I like being out in the sun. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I really do miss like just, just out being social, you know, yeah. because like I did work in the nightlife environment. So I wouldn't say that was my hobby, <laughs> but like I do miss like just being out and socializing with people and just, you know, being around my fellow gays because it can be lonely when you're just kind of stuck Absolutely. in your apartment for months at a time. So. Yeah. You've fallen down a rabbit hole on YouTube. What are you watching? Okay. I have a couple. First would be old Beyonce interviews back when she okay. to actually give in interviews like <laughs> with like Destiny's Child and like just seeing how funny and how how much she's changed but like how like you can see kind of the progression of when she basically was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like she doesn't yeah. get interviews anymore, talk to people. And you can see why. She doesn't she need just, to. She doesn't need to, but she also would get really annoyed with people's questions. And of course. And it's funny to look at. Uh, I like to watch um, different makeup tutorials. And especially during the, when during quarantine and stuff, I spent so many time just watching different um, makeup artists doing different things that like, I was struggling with. So yeah. like I wanted to see how someone did their nose contour. I would watch like 50 videos, you know, yeah. and, just, and just to see which one, what techniques work for me. And then I love to watch dance, like choreography mm -hmm. videos of just people taking on a song and doing choreography to it. I would yeah. sit and watch like a bunch of those, like for hours and hours at a time. So yeah, yeah. those are my rabbit hole things. If you had to pick one DC queen to be your partner on The Amazing Race, who would it be? Oh my God, on The Amazing Race? Uh, huh. That is a good question. I don't know. I feel like I would kill Rigatoni. <laughs> um, I feel like, let me think. That's a, that's a funny question. You know, probably Bamba. Yeah, she's she's very worldly. <laughs> she's worldly, and she could distract them while I go do something. You know, yeah. She's <laughs> yeah, that that would be good TV too. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna move into the pop five rapid fire, where I'm gonna give you five pop culture headline stories, things that have happened recently, and you're gonna tell me word, phrase, whatever you want to talk about for each. Okay. Number one, WAP. What ass pussy? Uh, what am I supposed to be saying? And just, whatever you, whatever you want about it. Stop doing that damn dance. <laughs> let, thank you, let, thank let you. Nikki, or let Cardi and Megan do it. Yeah, I love that song. Though I'm not. I think it's it came out at a funny time. And, yeah, and I love the how it how much it's taken the world by storm. I wouldn't think people would be talking about it as much as yeah. they are, but good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Number two is the NBA boycott. I I appreciate it. I think it is, um, it's so important that sports people, like, that they are not only just for sports entertainment, they're also realizing that they do have a platform Absolutely. and people do need to listen. And it's it's kind of sad that the NBA is taking more responsibility or taking more taking it more seriously than yeah. our 
current administration is. So I think that was brilliant, and I, I, I think more teams should do it. Like yeah. I know that some baseball teams are doing it, stuff like that, but uh, it's making people discuss it and not just, especially even people who don't necessarily agree or whatever, but it's, you, they're like, this is important to all, to all of our players, and I, I just love that. I think it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you have a president who keeps on saying, we need sports, we need sports. Well, they're not going to give you your sports, so do something about it. Yeah, we need change. We need exactly. like, real change. We need, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What's more important, right? Exactly. Number three is Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom welcome baby Daisy. That's cute. I, I, I'm happy for Katy. She's been through it. I'm yeah. happy for I, I haven't listened to the leaked album, but apparently it's out there. I mean, um, uh, our our dear friend Scout Sonner sent it to me, so I'm gonna oh, listen really? to it later. Yeah, I love I like Kid Perry. You know what? I don't know why people give her such a hard rap. She's just basically a drag queen. She's yeah. always she's always in a, a random look. She's a little kooky. She has guy problems, but I'm glad her yeah. and her and Orlando are um, happily parents now. I'm happy for her. Yeah. Number four is the Max Masked Singer Companion show, I Can See Your Voice. Well, I don't know what that is. Apparently, they just announced yesterday that Ken Jeong and a couple other people are doing a show called I Can See Your Voice, where you're basically, I think, predicting if someone's going to be a good singer or not, based on their appearance. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. I give, <laughs> I, I give it one season, Max. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah not, I, it, it's another Korean it. show that they're yeah. pr- trying here. And I'm like, okay, we'll see what happens. That's a little bit random, but hey. Yeah. And finally, number five is the VMAs. You know what? I am oddly excited to see what happens. I, yeah. I, I want to definitely see Ariana and Lady Gaga. Uh-huh. I think the gays are all ready for it. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be fine without an audience, honestly. Like, and they're doing some virtual audience type thing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I welcome it. Let's do it. Yeah. If I could host a viewing party, I would. <laughs> Maybe I'll try. I'll let that. But yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. It's like next week, right? Yeah. Or this Sunday? Um, I think it's maybe this Sunday. It's coming up. Yeah, it's um, coming up. I'm excited for it. Yeah. More, more so than past years because yeah, I don't have much else going on. Do, do you have a favorite <laughs> video of the year? Um... I don't know. I do well. I mean, mine is obviously all of Black is King, that whole yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus thing. So, but I like Rain on Me. I like. Um, I mean, it was random, but it was I don't. Random. I like Chloe and Haley. I like everything that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I don't know. I don't know who's yeah. nominated or anything like that. Neither I do I. See, I just want to see the performances. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we all care for. Yeah. So I have, a, I have two fan corner questions for you. Okay. Uh, first is from Chris Santilli. Slay My Name is hella inclusive, including male entertainers. Who's your favorite slash want to perform in a future show? Um, I, I kind of said it earlier, but Baby um, from Baltimore. I definitely want to collaborate with her. Um, I, I'm thinking I have, I want to, to get Eddie Danger to be one of the dancers, like one of the male people one time. Um, but I have a long list of people who I still yeah. want to have as guest hosts or guests on the show once we get things restarted again. But um, right now, I think it would definitely be Baby. 
um, I would love to work with her. Nice. And from Brent Wingate, uh, what's the biggest change in the way you think about performing outside gen quality? Hmm. That's a good question, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I've had to really kind of adjust. Um, I I'm not, obviously can't get up and do like a full dance routine, things like that. So really just picking songs that connect more to me emotionally that I can emote through the yeah. video or, you know, through over the internet as opposed to in person. And um, trying to create, like right now I'm trying to create something that's not just your, here's this person and they go perform and he, I'm trying to come up with different ways to make a drag show that's not so cut and dry where it's yeah. more of like a, uh, like a TV show or something, you know, like yeah. think different ways to um, approach doing a virtual show. So that's something I'm really actively working on. Nice. So I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question, and this is a question from Petty Cash. What is your proudest punny drag name you've come up with? Oh, gosh. Mm. Oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank right now, but I had a really good one. I think it was, oh, Keisha Coinslot. Okay. I yeah. like that one. That was going to be my other alter ego. Because it's tasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keisha Coinslot was it. I like that. <laughs> well, now is your turn to ask my next guest a question. And it can be about anything you want. Um, do you tell me who the guest is? or I just... Nope. And that's the fun of it. So it gets to be random. Okay. What was your most like epic fail on stage and how did you recover from it? Oh, I love that. That's going to be exciting. <laughs> Where can we find you on social media? Um, at Casey Beyonce, K-C-B-Y-O-N-C-E um, on Instagram. And then Casey, B Casey Beyonce on Facebook. I also have a, a Facebook account there. I have a Twitter, but I'd never use that. So. <laughs> that that seems little, to be the common little, thing with drag queens. It's a little embarrassing. I have like 20-something followers <laughs> or something. But like, um, Instagram is the way to go, honestly. And do, the, do you have a Venmo in case anyone wants to throw you some dough? Yeah, it's at, or sorry, no at. It's just KC-Cambrell, C-A-M-B-R-E-L. And then dollar sign K-C-A-M-B-R-E-L on Cash App. Nice. Well, Casey, this was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. It's great chatting with you, too. Thanks for having me. The biggest thanks to Casey for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>